Welcome to Story Comic Presents, where we interview amazing storytellers and artists. This is episode 198. I'm your host, Barney Smith of StoryComic.com, and we're excited to have with us the internationally acclaimed comic creator of Meat Machine, Simmer Sandu. Simmer, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, Yeah. Doing good. I'm excited to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Because. Uh, before before we went live, we were just talking. So Simmer, you're in the you're in the UAE, and right now it is three o'clock in the morning for you, correct? Yeah, that's that's right. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, this this just goes to show like how a, how much of a dedicated comic creator you are that you're willing to lose sleep over to talk about your your debut comic of uh, of Meat Machine. So. So, so congratulations on getting Meat Machine, your issue one, published. That's awesome. Uh, do you want to give little people a background on what Meat Machine is and what they can expect from uh, reading the book? So Meat Machine is basically uh, like an action horror. Well, the, this part doesn't have a lot of actions, but it's more mysterious. And um, okay. it has a hip-hop kind of uh, vibe to it. Like the main characters are these hip-hop artists and they're out of their element kind of and they are um yeah it's more of an introductory issue more of a slow burn kind of thing but if you're into horror and rap or and slash or rap then uh yeah this is this is the book for you so talk to us a bit about what your inspiration was behind meat machine um um i always wanted to do horror i do like horror um and uh, then I, I thought the rap, making the main characters rappers, that would be like a good sort of plot kind of point. I don't know. I, I just like rap as well. The main character, he faces a lot of uh, uh, pressure, like from his fans, from, from the studios, you know. It seems mm-hmm. like whatever, like he used to be successful, but now he's kind of fallen off and people don't like his new stuff that he's getting. So... And he feels like people only like him for his fame. So that was a bit of a, right. yeah. And so, and where did where does this where does the story take place? Is it in a fictional city, or is there a city that's it, that it's specific? It takes place actually in um, like rural Arkansas, some some like very rural area that I guess made up. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and so. So talk to us a bit about how you we came up with it. Did you have a character in mind when you wrote this, or did you have a world or a background that you had in mind of like the horror aspect of it? Or or is this or you just had a story you wanted to tell and you kind of created a world and a character around it? I had I was actually thinking of I wanted a cult. You can see like the this main cult guy on the cover with this giant hand. Um, I wanted, like, I find cults kind of fascinating and I wanted them to be some sort of supernatural element. So I came up with, with this, I don't want to spoil too much, but I did come up with a monster idea. And then afterwards I was like, Oh, this is cool. And let's come up with a story and some characters and, and stuff like that. Mm. So I did come up with the antagonists first. 
Okay. All right. Um, and, and so, and so talk to us a bit about how you, your, your style of writing. Did, did you draw this out as you were writing it or did you write out the entire script first and then draw it out? How did this work? Because you are the writer and the illustrator in the, the artist for this. Oh yeah. Um, so I, you see, it's, this is issue one. There's going to be four issues in total. Um, okay. And I actually wrote all four issues and uh, I had an editor look at them and then I went and I redid them before, before I start, I even started drawing it. So I wanted to make sure I had all the story down before I started uh, drawing it and making any changes, stuff like that. Okay. So talk to us a bit about how your, your style is. Are you a pencil on pencil on uh, paper person? Are you all digital? How do you come up with the images? Um, yeah, I, I drew this one all uh, traditionally. Um, well, mo most of it, most of it. I did the lettering and the, the spot blacks, like the very black parts. I did that in uh, uh, Photoshop. Okay. Because uh, I didn't want to waste too much ink, you know. <laughs> and this, <laughs> this cover, I actually had, um, so I had two very wonderful people help me on this, this cover. I, I drew this truck and this guy himself, but the, the layouts and the, uh, and the logo actually, yeah. So the, so the, the design, so this is my art, but the design is done by chance and Lori, the editor and the, and the designer who helped me. And they're both, yeah, they're both, I, I think it turned out amazing. Yeah. It so, looks really cool. Yeah. Now, as you mentioned about your editor, uh, what at what point do you have the editor involved because you are the the artist and the writer where does the editor fit into that process um so i have uh i actually had two editors um was it two or three i don't know because I, I had one with the script <laughs> who helped me with the entire script and then i had another one another like Kind of helped me with the uh, when I finished the art and they just end the lettering and they said oh you know they had some some remarks about the art and the lettering and I went in and did those yeah hmm. very helpful overall and so for those that are looking at making their own comics um, what what advice would you give them on how important an editor is before you actually start drawing your pictures. Oh, um, quite in this there, I say quite important, but the quality of the editor also very much helps. Um, but it is like, you know, good editors, they, they won't do it for free. Uh, mm. so I guess my advice would be, um, if, if you're going to self publish, then, and you can't afford it, then maybe, I, I'm not a, I'm not an expert on this really. <laughs> I was, I was lucky enough to get ed editors working at uh, ASAP, you know. Okay. Um, so, so that's a good, that's a good point though. How did you get in contact with ASAP? How did that work? Oh, um, so I was looking at, I, I try to get into the comics community on Twitter mainly. And, um, 
I I I followed people. I I I looked at new indie indie publishers and new creators, and I thought you know I I could pitch to some of them. I actually pitched quite a lot. Um, but cold pitching is very difficult. Um, ASAP, I was blessed enough. They gave me a chance. Um, they said they 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 liked my work, and I was like over the moon when it happened because I've been through a lot of so many re rejections at the time. <laughs> uh, and and I'm and I'm really grateful they gave me this opportunity. Right. Yeah. So. That's a good point. Now, for those that are, for those maybe some writers and artists out there who are, who said, so what should I put together? Cause you said they liked your work. What did you, what did you show to uh, the editors at ASAP Imagination that it said, was it a couple pieces of artwork or was it a half of a script or how did that work? Hmm. This was a long time ago. So I have to jog my memory. I, I, it, it was artwork. Um, definitely uh, editors or publishers or agents, they want to see the artwork. Uh, they want to see art samples, uh, at least a few pages. Um, and they want to see a synopsis, one page synopsis generally. Um, but I would actually recommend if you're quite new to comics, um, to not spend so much time pitching and to spend more time making, uh, just making comics, because probably not as good as you think you are. Like I, 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 I got lucky, but I spent like so much time pitching. I could have just spent it uh, improving my craft. So hmm. generally, yeah, because like if, if you get good enough, people they will notice you. You won't have to pitch. Right. Uh, at least I'm not that level yet, but <laughs> yeah. So how did that? So say so you sent them sent them a, a sample and they said yes we like your we like your work and from there how did that connection happen were you then on a contract where they say you need to produce this or that uh, within a certain time period how did that next step go for those that are looking at wanting to work with a publisher what had just to give them that background on how that happened Oh, okay. So first of all, you generally you need to have a, a plan. I, I didn't really have a plan, but it's definitely way easier if you have a plan. Uh, if you get accepted, they will. Um, so they actually, I got the contract when I finished doing all the art in the beginning. I only pitched them a few pages. So they said, we'll give you the contract when you finish doing all the art and, and uh, you finish this book. And it's ready to be edited and, and whatnot. But uh, so at, at first they asked they asked me to complete the script. They asked for the completed script, and I was like, oh, I don't even have the completed script yet. So I had to quickly, I, I tried to write it as fast as possible. And um, and 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 they liked the script. They had an editor look at it, but they liked the script. So they also like my my art art samples. Um, so yeah, that's basically it. Mm. Right. And so, and so when that happened, when they gave you the script, did you say, I want to illustrate my own book or did they say, Hey, you have art as well. Do you want to actually be the artist for your own title as well? Or how did that work? Uh, yeah, they, they asked me that. Um, but the art samples I provided, like I did do myself. So, um, so yeah, I, and I wanted to do this art myself. Uh, 
it's 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 quite hard for writers who aren't who are not um, doing the art themselves because uh, I think most almost all indie publishers if even if you do sign a contract they will not pay you up front and you you have to front the cost for the artist mm -hmm. uh, that's why the, you, you see a lot of books on Kickstarter like even books that are going to be published you see them on Kickstarter on Zoop now Indiegogo like because they need to to pay for the artist so. Um, if, if you're a writer, if you're, if you, and you want to write comic books, um, I would, I, th I think the most cost effective and the most efficient way would be to learn how to draw as well. <laughs> but that, that's a whole another like mountain to climb. I still find drawing very, very difficult sometimes. Now, were you an artist first and then a writer or were you a writer and then learned how to, uh, learn how to illustrate? Um, mm, that's a tough one. <laughs> I I did uh, kind of grew up doing both. Uh, I was like writing and I was like drawing. It's it's like a chicken and the egg kind of thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, as you said, you have a, a few stories. How long is a meat machine gonna? Is it? You said it's four issues. Is it gonna be larger after that, or are you just looking at it as like a four issue? series oh yeah it's a four issue mini series from start to finish there's like the end will be the very end so it's four issues and it's 82 pages over four issues oh wow okay yeah uh and and so when you when you decided to to put this together so you already wrote, wrote out the entire script then uh yeah yeah before i well actually no that's not um i started i drew uh a few a few pages before I finish the script, uh, just to submit to to ASAP and some other publishers. But um, but yeah, after that, after I got accepted, I finished the the script before I worked on any other pages. Hmm. And, and and how long does it how long did it take you to write on the entire script from start to finish? Then, um, it actually. It, it depends. It really, it really depends. This some, sometimes I can write very, um, I think I'm quite a fast writer actually. Hmm. Um, but I definitely like, I don't think I still have a lot to learn when it comes to writing. Uh, I'm, I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. So, but, but I'm, I'm also kind of curious as well is that you kind of had the concept of the story based off of a, um, uh, based off of uh, a villain or like, you know, looking at cults in that perspective. So when you started writing, you had the idea in your head. And then as you started writing the script out, did the story change at all when you got to page 82 or did it kind of evolve on its own? Or did you already knew what the ending was going to be right from the beginning? Oh, I, I knew I didn't. Um, oh crap. I'm trying to remember if I had an outline. Um, I, I I knew the story is so it's not that long. Like I've had longer ones and definitely more confusing. I need an outline. I need uh I need to write story beats and stuff like that. But for this one, uh, I didn't. But actually, I was trying to make it under um, sixty pages. To be honest, I thought it would be under sixty pages. Okay. Uh, and then it turned out uh, I got I got to the end and the first draft was seventy three, so like seventy three comic pages. 
And I showed it to a couple of my friends and they said um, the ending is like the ending is very anticlimactic. <laughs> um, so I'm like, I'm like, they said like the final, the finale should be longer. So I was like, oh man, I have to make it even longer. So I made it more than 82 pages of in the, uh, but I agree it's better now. Um, and, and so what were some of the, what were some of the things that, as you said, they, they said it was anticlimactic. Did you have to adjust any of the characters at all, or do you had to do a complete rewrite? How did that work for you? Uh, I just had to extend the kind of the finale, I guess, for um, just an extra nine pages because uh, I, 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 it's hard to explain without spoiling it, but it just it just had to be long, a bit longer, a bit more, a bit more substance to it. If that makes sense. Okay. So, because you have you have you have your main characters, which are there. It's a Dipper and Eight Ball, correct? Yeah, they're both rappers. Yeah. Yeah. Now, where did you come up with the names of of your characters as well? Um. So I just came up with the, uh, I thought Dipper, like as in Little Dipper, you know, you know, rappers, they always do like Lil, like Lil Nas or something like that. So I was like, right. Lil Dipper, like the constellation. I thought it'd be funny if I just named him Lil Dipper or Dipper for short. And then A-Ball, uh, I'm not sure how family friendly this podcast is. Oh, it's uh, not very, fr- you know, it's, it's family friendly. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, I'll skip over that. But there's a, like a, there's a meaning to that one as well. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so, so talk to us a bit about how you get into. So you mentioned about how you put the script together. You mentioned the artwork, and you you kind of use Photoshop and 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 pieces and stuff. What would be your advice for comic creators who that might have an easier learning curve? as compared to some other pieces, like maybe is it lettering or is it formatting or is it, is there other aspects of making a comic that you would suggest to comic creators that you could save money by learning this skill or this skill? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so if you can do it all, obviously that saves the most money. Um, but art, yeah, line art especially is very difficult like to learn for some people. Uh, even I find it very difficult sometimes like, I'm kind of going through a phase where I don't really like my art. <laughs> uh, it's, I, I know a lot of artists, they go through phases like that. Um, so yeah, art is, art is very, very challenging. can be very, very challenging. Mm. Um, but if you can learn, if you really can't do line art, um, penciling, inking, whatever, you can do uh, try coloring or lettering. Um, a lo- and that could save some money and you might even enjoy it, you know? So... Mm. Uh, but lettering is, um, I'm also not a pro letter. Uh, I, um, I did lettering myself in this book, but uh, some people think lettering is very easy. It's like, you just put the letters there, you just type the letters there, whatever. But it's, uh, there's actually a lot of, a lot of thought and a lot of skill that goes into that. Mm. Um, so, so, yeah. So explain that a little bit. Like, so you, you taught yourself lettering. What were some of the things that you were surprised about that is important for um, being able to be a good letterer? Uh, the font choice is very important. Um, mm. For for this comic, um, I actually, 
looking back on it, I could have chose a different font. I think mine is a bit generic. Um, like for for the for the speech bubbles and whatnot. Um, and but I did like the other font that I have like on, on the on the title page. I have it for the sound effects as well. It's called the uh, stake through the heart. <laughs> okay. It's, it's very grisly and very kind of spooky. Yeah, it's that the one. one that says meat machine. That yeah. right there. Yeah. And so yeah, so you so you mentioned like how important the the font is as compared to the the lettering and uh and did so you were able to do everything you were able to do the layouts the the lettering and uh what about the coloring is there because we see where I see we see the cover itself is black and white is it is there color inside the comic oh yeah uh, no it's it's fully black and white um I because at, at the time I didn't know how to do coloring uh. Uh, but I, I know like some the basics now and I actually very much enjoy coloring. So if I had to do it again, I might have added color. But I think the black and white is a nice, still a nice aesthetic mm. to have. And, and so because this this is kind of a as a, as a, as a horror comic, an indie horror comic. Now, mm. is, is horror a good a genre that you've always kind of gravitated towards? Um. I do like horror. Uh, the thing is, uh, I haven't seen a lot of horror movies or read horror comics. I uh, uh, because I find them kind of a chicken. <laughs> I find them very <laughs> scary, and I, I like I can't. Sometimes I just can't handle it. Uh, my favorite genre by far is actually crime. Um, that's that's pretty much all my work nowadays. Uh, I mean, besides Meat Machine, of course. I I, I love the crime genre the most it's very interesting to me right and, and so what aspect of what aspect of that that you find interesting with the crime genre i find it very interesting um how seemingly normal people can uh, can break the law they can do can do things that are illegal or are immoral and how they um kind of justify it to themselves like right. they either like I'm doing this for money and do this for my kids or I'm doing this because I for revenge or I'm doing this because uh you know right something like that I find I find That's those true. things very interesting. And do, do you do you see kind of a parallel to that with your when you're writing Meat Machine where you're dealing with cultists who are are actually you know committing some crimes as well do you see this as kind of a similar similar in the sense of what your other passions are of your other genres yeah yeah definitely yeah um i could see the parallels um and actually the cult and the so-called monster is actually like i try to make it a metaphor for the kind of inner turmoil that this main character dipper feels it's supposed to represent trauma like at its core like good horror represents some sort of trauma that of that humans experience in some way or another. Right. Um, yeah. And so are you, do you looking at now that you've kind of been established now with ASAP imagination? And so let's, let's, uh, let's fast forward a bit to issue four is done published. People can buy all four issues. What is your, do you have another story that's percolating in your head? 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, when I get to issue four, that'll be like, be like, yes. <laughs> but so three more to go. But um, yeah, I I have a lot of stories. I actually go through a lot now, even in the like since the beginning of Me Machine, I went through so stories. I got excited about them, then I've gotten bored about them. Kind of started them at the same time, and then I abandoned them. Yeah, I have a big problem with getting bored. Getting bored with ideas, you know. <laughs> <I just laughs> so, what would what would be your recommendation for 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 comic creators who are in a similar boat in the sense that like they start on a project and they kind of start on a different project and then start on a different project? What advice would you give them to say how to stay the course and finish at least one project. You know, I, I watched a video on this the other day about finishing projects and there, it was kind of helpful. Um, a few things I learned, uh, finishing is just finishing a project is just another skill that you have to learn at some point. Mm. Um, and you can try to, uh, Imagine yourself like with the with the finished project, how happy you'll be, how accomplished you'll feel. Try to visualize that if you if it ever becomes like a slog. Um, and also, also like uh, something that I that I read and I think I try to apply it now is that for people like me who who get or get very obsessed about projects. Uh, there's often a honeymoon period. They call it a honeymoon period when you get this new idea and you're so inspired and it's so amazing and you're so like motivated to work on it. Uh, it lasts doesn't last long, <laughs> and and um, generally the honeymoon period can be very dangerous because uh, you you might have told all your friends about it, all your family about it, all you might be posting all over social media, you might be talking about it all the time. And then people are like, "Hey, what happened to that project?" And you're like, "Oh, I got got bored of it now." <laughs> so if, if you have ideas like that, you can write it. Probably want to write them down, save them for later when the honeymoon period wears off, um, and see if you still like them. You know, come back to them later. Right, right. That's 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 good advice. Is just to like keep an eye on that, keep an eye on your that goal and. And I like the idea what you just said there that it's finishing projects as a skill that that takes time to nurture and learn. So that's a good point. And so, how long does it take you to? So when when will issue two come out? Mm, that's gonna. I want to say. Hmm, it's definitely not going to be out uh, this year. Maybe next year. Okay. Because uh, I'm gonna start uh, college again soon. Um, so ideally, I, I want to get it done. I, I want to get the first draft done by uh, before the end of the year. That's that's what I'm hoping for. But um, it takes a while for for editing to to put the book together, to design, to do all the designing and the mm. the promotion and whatnot. It's it definitely is gonna take much longer. Right. Right. And so, so what, what can people expect from, from issue number two, as well, as you say, it's a slow burn. Does, does that the story pick up a lot in issue number two? 
Oh yeah, definitely. Issue one, it left on this uh, pretty wicked cliffhanger. <laughs> if I do say so myself, issue two definitely picks up, gets right into the action. Very brutal action. Um, and uh, also ends on a cliffhanger. If I, yeah, it does. Okay. I was just trying to remember. And so are you looking at then probably coming out with, with like one issue every year or once issue number two is out, you'll try to get maybe issue three out as well after that? Yeah, I, I want to, one issue every year is a bit, um, it's a bit too slow. <laughs> right. I, so I, I, I don't know though. I want to be realistic here. <laughs> From the feedback that you've received for those that have read Meat Machine issue number one, what were some of the surprises that you've heard that drew people to the story? Oh, um, so I was just on a podcast uh, and um, so the, the host read Meat Machine and he, he said uh, he really liked the hip hop vibe um, in in the beginning, I just have my main character like, like kind of freestyling, spitting some bars. I guess we're done. Whatever. I'll just write this to show that he's a rapper. You know, he's freestyling. But then the guy said like, "Oh, this guy can really like can really write some bars, sick bars, man." And I was like, "Oh, thanks." I wasn't really paying much attention to it. And he said um, another surprise was that so this place takes place in Arkansas, but the main characters are these two rappers from New York and. Uh, uh, I guess made it New York just for fun. Um, I did live in New York for uh, several months when I was at college there, but um, and uh, I tried to have them lingo their, their lingo talk like rappers. And the guy said you captured their New York City kind of uh, vibe perfectly. Nice. And I was surprised by that. I didn't even intend that for that to happen. So that was another surprise. And um, yeah. It's it's very surprising what which parts people can like uh, about your about your book. Right, that was a pleasant surprise. Yeah. Well, what were some of the things that you really liked about writing it that no one's really picked up on yet? Um, there was a little, there was some jokes that I oh actually, my brother did pick up on it when he read it. Um. No, he actually, he saw me draw this one part. He saw, he, he just glanced at a page and he said, dude, this is so funny. <laughs> this this one part where I, I have hate comments on this, this guy's reading, scrolling through hate comments that are saying, oh, your song's trash. And then it's like, uh, the lyrics are more shallow than a kiddie pool, stuff like that. I just, <laughs> just told me that. And my brother's like, that's so funny. <laughs> that's awesome. So, so how so talk to us a bit about the, the this combination you've had with ASAP Imagination as well. Um, how did that work? You say so you you signed a contract with them. How did that how did that piece work as a publisher for your work? So I signed a contract to get. Um, I'm not allowed to uh, do too many details because I also had to sign an NDA. Okay, <laughs> but. I get, um, actually, I think it's better if I don't say too much. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so what would be the benefit? So, so looking at it from this perspective, what would be the benefits you would recommend for um, an co indie comic creator to sign on with a, 
a publisher like ASAP Imagination as compared to going completely by yourself? Oh, there's a lot of benefits. First of all, the community is really, it's, it's great. Like mm. the people that, that I work with, the other people, other people that, you know, I, I, I've read some of their, the books on the, there's the any one world, which is the, the kind of creator owned kind of, uh, um, Part, not not the main continuity. It's some more of the right. creator own stuff. Yeah, they, they got the website there, and I, I've read uh, some of the books on here, and I'm like, these books are amazing. Like, kind of get imp imposter syndrome. Like, um, like, like yeah, dog eaters. I, I've read dog eaters, and I've read this one, Bob. Um, and I'm like, these these books are so amazing. Like, I kind of like, like I I get to be alongside them, you know, on the catalog. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we also yeah we've 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 interviewed a, f a few of these folks already on the show. So yeah, and so how does that work? Do you is there a, a way that you all talk to each other at all, or how does that work? Uh, I've actually never spoken to any of the creators. I've I've spoken to uh, uh, Paul. I've spoken to Paul uh, a few times. Mm -hmm. I've spoken to Lori, the uh, uh, editorial consultant, and I've spoken to. Uh, it, we had these five and five videos. Um, right. And you know, the more people are going to read this, the more they're going to pressure you to get issue two out and then issue three as well. So. Yeah. <laughs> Someone said they they wanted a, an autograph copy, and I was just like, "Whoa, <laughs> from me." <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, uh, Simmer. And I'll tell you what, come back on the show when you got issue two coming out. That'd be so fun to talk more about more about the world you've created through Meat Machine. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to. Yeah, thank you. Um, and so you, so how did that work too? As you mentioned, that you had, um, when you when you sit, I don't know. Hang on, let me timestamp this. All right, here we go. Six, fifteen.